keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, succotash, son. But it's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two pike too, Billy. And you book a match with me, that's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome everybody to Total F and Marks. I am the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world. The St. Germain event here with my co-host, Sergeant Saul Otterhouse, Scotty Chaps. I <laughs> fucked the name up because we're trying to come up with a new name for you now that you have another job. Now that I quit the slaughterhouse, I work with kids now. Oh, well, that is uh, good news for everybody. <laughs> and we are... So lucky to have with us ECW Hall of Famer and current uh, AEW uh, backstage producer. I believe that that's the correct name, right, Jerry? Well, they're calling us Coach. Coach, I'm Coaches. sorry. Yeah, Back- I love it. Uh, co- AEW Coach. That that sounds a lot better. So much better than producer. Than producer. They're coaches. Right? You know, they're coaches. They're there for the wrestlers. Jerry Lynn. Jerry, hey Jerry, Jerry. God, that was a heck of an opening. I thought, man, I want what he's having. Yeah, that I know, man. Really well, it's alive. A th- it's a thrill to have you. And we were saying, you know, because at Double or Nothing, that you were the coolest guy to meet uh, at the oh. event. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I was thinking about it, and you are one of the first people who made me realize I like professional wrestling. Oh. Like, Wow. You know, I thought, I thought, oh, maybe I like the fact that they're acting or that they're yelling at each other or doing, you know, I mean, God, it was like the attitude error. So it was like, maybe I like monster trucks, you know? Right. Uh, but then I realized, oh, no, I love two guys in a ring going at it. It's, it's my favorite thing to watch. And, and yeah. And this match is still, for me, like top five matches of all time. Yeah. God damn. Jerry Lynn's so good. It's just so cool. I mean, cool you have your hardcore heaven match too, but I don't, I don't, I'm not sure which one I like more. So I don't know. I wrestled quite a few years after that and I, I learned a lot more. So I look back and I go, well, they could have been a lot better. Really? Oh, so. wow. Well, that's it. It's going to be interesting watching this with you. Um, for everyone who's uh, tuning in with us, we are at the 38, thir- Th- uh, sorry, 36, 31 mark. Uh, the WWE 31. Network, um, and uh, we are it's it's right towards the end of the full blooded Italians match, um, so we're gonna be watching this with Jerry, and Jerry's gonna be commenting on the match, uh, and you know whatever and we'll be asking Jerry questions. So um, yeah, what, what what this is the first time we've done something like this, so I'm super excited. You ready, Jerry? This is my second time. I'm excited. My second, second time. time. This is your second time. Okay, so the first time with us. Here we go. Yes, first time with you. All right, so we're... Uh... Oh, shit. He's, he's hitting him with a full-blooded Italian flag. Guys, we're just finishing up the last match. I wouldn't want to be on Big Sal's bad side. Ooh. What was Big Sal like backstage? Oh, he was an awesome guy. Yeah? Yeah, but huge talk about a massive human yeah, yeah man this guy's like gigantic. unacceptable 
honestly. <laughs> in any other profession, they would beg him to stop doing whatever he's doing to make him that big. Nunzio, I thought, was always kind of an underrated worker. What did you think of him? Who? This is, that's Nunzio, right? Or, yes, uh, yes. No, Guido. Guido, Guido I'm sorry. Right? Well, Guido. Yeah, yeah. Nunzio. Oh, Guido's awesome. He, did, yeah. he trained uh, a lot of shoot fighting, too, for that Japanese group, UWFI. Oh, wow, really? really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, years ago when I was down in Nashville the first time for, or wait, first time was USWA, second time for Global, I was training uh, for the UWFI also. They had a guy over here training guys in the States, and they were using a guy from Tennessee quite a bit named Billy Scott, and the guy I went through camp with, Tom Burton, did, was did one you, of the dirty white boys. So did you do some shoot fighting at all during your career? No, I wanted to, but... Um, by the time here you are, I mean, look at this guy. <laughs> God damn, Jerry! Dude, how much you weigh there? Fucking cut. I'm probably there, one ninety. Wow, dude, I'm like two thirty. <laughs> I've never hit two hundred in my life. I think the heaviest I've weighed was one ninety-seven. Wow, good for you, dude, man. You're fucking cut as shit, and the crowd's going nuts. <laughs> Whatever happened? What happened to that guy in the front row that was in the, all the WWE and ECW events that looked like? Howard Stern with a goatee. Did you ever get a chance to meet him, Jerry? I called him. I think I called him Rob Zombie guy. Yeah, the Rob Zombie. I don't know. I can't. I may have met him. Those days were a blur. Yeah. Right. Well, now well, a lot of. How it's did a you blur. prep coming into this match? Did you and Rob talk about spots before? And there's Bill Apter, I think, in the corner. Well, I'm trying to think. This night it was in Asbury Park. Hell yeah! I can't. I can't remember because one. One of the pay-per-view matches, I couldn't find Rob for the longest time. <laughs> but, you know, that which meant he was probably outside the building smizzing somewhere. <laughs> oh, did, you, no. did you smoke weed before your matches or no? No, no. I never did anything before a match because I always thought if I, because I was, you know, impaired and someone got seriously hurt, I just couldn't live with myself. Did you yeah. ever get nervous if you were in the ring with somebody who was impaired? It, uh, yeah. <laughs> were <laughs> yes. you ever nervous with Rob, or was it like where Rob could kind of handle his shit? Well, to tell you the truth, my entire career, even my retirement match, I would always get nervous before a match. Yeah. But it was just good nervous energy. But, you know, some nights it was a little more nerves than others. But I always Here's thought RBD, if there was ever a night where I was too calm before a match, I thought that's when something bad was going to happen. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Have you ever had to wrestle somebody and they were drunk in the ring? I imagine that's fucking terrifying. Uh, I'm sure I have. <laughs> um, so R do you feel... RVD was like the best wrestler. You and RVD at that point were the best, I think, technical wrestlers at the time. I mean, am I thinking about... Yeah, anybody I, I was watching... You know, because at this best. point, Stone Cold had already had his fucking neck injury, right? So oh, it's yeah, like... Yeah. Was, this is who else? Right? Maybe was there somebody in Japan? I mean, you two at this... Like, this match was better than any other match that fucking year. Yeah. Right? It's probably the best... The last best match was, like, Brett and Steve. At, like, 13. Probably. Well, I, I always was my worst critic. So I always thought, you know, I always had a lot more room for improvement. But that year, I mean, did, did you feel it? Like, did you feel the response people were giving you to, to this match in particular? Well, this match, I guess... It started changing gears when we did a series of moves, and all of a, you could just feel the heat rise in the building. 
and I'll, yeah. I'll let you know when that was for me. I can tell you, man. I was like I was just watching highlights. Sudden, I don't know before. Like I watched highlights to be like, is this the match that I want to watch? And then I'm like, yeah, it is. Like they're still fucking crazy that you guys did this. Great. I, I hate that the network's like using generic music because he used to come out to. Yeah, huh. it doesn't have the same feel when what, they do that. What did you come? What did you come out to, Jerry? I think it was Fear Factory's Scapegoat. Oh, cool. You ever get legitimately pissed at Bill Alfonso's whistle? Uh, I would ask him on <laughs> several occasions. I'd say before the match, I'd go, can we take it a little easy on the whistle tonight? Because <laughs> 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 it would get annoying. Now, so before this started, did you know this was going to be something special, or you just thought, eh? No, I guess, you know, we probably for a good... I don't know how long, year and a half or so, we were practically married. I mean, we were working the house shows around the loop every weekend, too. Yeah. Oh, so at this point, so you had this, like, Every almost... time we went out, we just tried to have a good match. And and was it almost like, like, did you call, like, did it get to the point where you guys were, were calling spots? Or was it like you guys could, was it almost like telepathy? Like, okay, I, I, I feel what the next move's going to be. No, because we wanted to change it up every time. We didn't want it to be exactly the same every time. Yeah. Even though some of the spots, a lot of people thought, well, it's the same spot. Well, we were tra- the story we were trying to tell is we were two good guys learning from each other every time, so the spot would get a little longer with different little swerves in it. Ah, oh, that's so, so cool. great. Great Yeah, because this does not, this definitely does not have a heel-face dynamic. It almost feels like a UFC fight. Like, hey, are you a Jerry Wynn fan? Are you an RVD fan? Like, just watch them beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, and for me, you know, years ago growing up, because I've watched wrestling since I was six. And I always, I never wanted to watch two guy, two good guys fight each other. I always wanted to see a good guy and a bad guy. And so when the, when he started doing this with us, I thought, well, I wanted to make it fun for the fans to see two good guys go at it. Yeah, and for you, it was back to that, like, prove who's the greatest. That's what you're doing? Yeah. It's so funny, though, because... You know, WWE, not to, sh- you know, shit all over them, because I- I'm still a WWE fan, and but they've kind of tried... I mean, the Seth and AJ match was really good at Money in the Bank, but a lot of the times when they try to just do the who's the best angle, they can't really pull it off in a way like this does or the New Japan matches do. And I wonder why that is. Probably because... Well, it depends. Are you talking about a pay-per-view match or a TV match? A uh, pay-per-view match. Like a big oh. like a big match. Like, for instance, the big example would be before Nakamura turned heel at WrestleMania 34 against AJ Styles. It's like, oh, here, here's the two best workers in the world going against one another. And it was, I mean, maybe because of the placement on the card, it was a little bit of a thud, but I just... Well, I, that could be. It could be, you know, because it depends what, what came just before it, because that'll have an effect on how people are reacting to you. And yeah. also, how much time are they giving you? Yeah. God, man, you landed right on... There's no one better at landing on their back than Jerry Wynn. It's fucking great. Even like... That's, that's look why at this. I was a pro wrestler. I'm clumsy and I trip and fall down good. <laughs> look at that straight... How much of that... Does, does your back just get calluses after that? Like, if I did oh. that once, I would be fucking in the hospital for a month. Just, <laughs> just taking a flat back bump. No, it, you don't get calluses. But, uh, <laughs> just hurts every time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the human body isn't made to 
go through this. And I'll never forget the first time in camp when they said, all right, we want you to fall flat on your back. I'm like, you want me to what? <laughs> That's the most <laughs> unnatural feeling in the world. Yeah. yeah. And who were you trained by again, Jerry? Brad Reggins. Do you know who he is? No, uh, no, no, I don't. Oh, he was uh, on the Olympic team, I think the year we boycotted, but he won medal, gold medals at the Pan Am Games and stuff. And he uh, had a, he was started out in the AWA Wow, look at that clothesline. Sorry, keep going. Had a short stint in WWF, and then most of his career was in New Japan. Yeah, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't know a lot about, like, I really only started getting to New Japan when the Bullet Club was a thing, so I really should verse myself a little bit better. This is, this is way before your time. Yeah, <laughs> way before my time. Jesus Christ. Any, any other notable names that he trained? Oh, there's probably quite a few, because he did run a training camp for the AWA years ago and he's also trained Brock Lesnar and I'm trying to think who else there's a lot of guys that's interesting you say that because Uh, you JBL went through his camp the session after me I was about to say like your clothesline looks like a fucking clothesline from hell but you're 190 pounds it's crazy that like you were able to get that much like fucking like I don't know, stink. Is stink as Austin would say, Stone Cold Steve Austin yep, on a fucking put some line. stank on it. <laughs> put some stank on it. It's crazy. No, it's body language, you know. And press Rob took a great bump for it. Yeah. But I mean, just making oh, an observation, damn. I think you and Brock Lesnar. I'm I'm not necessarily saying this is your trainer, but both so good at making every match feel like it's important. Like there's this big match feeling of like, oh wow, we're gonna see work get done. Well, I don't know. They're, they're like four well, minutes into the and it's already just like, oh my god, look at that! And there's no fucking mat outside. How hard were those goddamn concrete floors to fall on? Oh, hurt. that you know probably did ding my elbow pretty good. I've had a lot of golf balls on the end of the elbow, you know. Oh my god, oh. bro! I mean, look, man, it's awesome that it looked that real, but I think they should have put mats. <laughs> <laughs> like rewatching this. Well, when I and. Kipsy for Hardcore Heaven when I did the concrete fa- concrete facial and smashed my face on the floor. There were yeah. mats, but they were horrible mats. <laughs> so so you terrible. thought you were going to be more protected than you were. Now, do you like this match better or your Hardcore Heaven match? Because maybe we'll watch that match the next time. Um, I... God damn! There's, there's things I like about both of them. Yeah. I guess I like... The what it, one reason I would like this one better is I didn't smash my face. Yeah, that's a good reason. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Where do you fucking, like... Now, were you always able to be that, like, athletic and acrobatic? Like, when, like the first time you do a moonsault, is that, like, the most terrifying fucking thing in the world? You're like, can I do this? Like, Yeah, and more importantly, only, like, who inspired... I've only done a moonsault a couple times. Well, whatever, whatever that was... was. <laughs> I was great at doing moonsaults in a pool, but yeah, doing yeah. them in the ring was a little scary. And I thought, well, there's probably you know a thousand other people doing moonsaults better than me, so why should I even try? Yeah. Or why should I even bother? You know. God, you and RVD sold for each other. Okay, so that's the first time the entire match that I saw Rob call a spot. Like that's how good this match is. Oh. Oh. If you watch WWE now, you see a spot called every fucking 30 seconds. Yeah, I didn't even notice him calling Well, TV's a different ball game. Right. Because TV, you got to kind of keep the action flowing so people don't get bored and turn the channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess if you're pay-per-view, you're just like, well, they're already in on this. They already bought it. Well, yeah, pay-per-view, too, you usually have a little more time for your matches than on TV. What's the longest match you've ever had, Jerry? Um, 45 minutes, wow. I think. You in remember who it was against? Years ago, in the first couple of years I wrestled, I did a... It was either 45 or an hour with Ricky Rice. Nice. I mean, look, nothing... I, I'm not taking away any... Obviously, I'm not taking anything away from, like, like Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair. But, like, working your style of match for 45 minutes is like working their style of match for two hours. Wouldn't you well, agree? Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, this is all... There's not, like... You guys aren't, like... You haven't taken a breath yet. fucking yeah. at all. Well, there... Well... People would always ask me, well, how did you not blow up wrestling Rob? I'd say, I'd sell. <laughs> Catch yeah. my breath when I'm selling. That's, yeah, that is smart. What was it? Did you ever get any weird interactions with the fans, like when you guys would go in there? Would anyone like, try to touch you? or like? like um, I mean, you hear back in the days, like 70s, you know, like, you know, people would like like really like hate the bad guys, so they would like try to stab them and shit. But what would happen in ECW? Would anybody do that? Not. I didn't have many problems in ECW. That the, there's one time at the dog track in Revere up by Boston, we were out on the floor. That sounds and like a Bruce Springsteen stuck song. his foot out underneath the rail, and he goes, "Sign my shoe, sign my shoe." So I took my finger and pretended like I signed his shoe, and he popped to his friends. So no one, but, no audience member has ever tried to attack. Oh, this spot. Look at this. Had, look at this fucking spot. God yeah. damn, man. And his, his legs are like the size of a big oak tree, too. Ooh. RVD is so big in real life. I, you know, I had him, like, sign my IC title when I was at uh, Double or Nothing, and you just forget how fucking big that guy is. Well, it, it's very deceiving because he's so agile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And AJ Styles put it great when he said getting hit by Rob is like getting hit by a Buick. Yeah. And he's a legit, I mean, he's a legit martial artist, right? Yeah. Uh, favorite in the ring with you? Who 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 do you think like uh, I don't know brought the best out of you? Maybe. Every uh, I've had a lot of people ask me who's my favorite wrestler to wrestle, and I always say whoever doesn't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that. who the best wrestler was I ever was in the ring with. Oh yeah, of course. That was uh, Brad Armstrong. Oh really? Yeah. Because it was, I, I was, it was like I was in the ring with no one. Wow! And he kicked his own butt for me. Oh, I, that's I just great. had to go through the motions. It was amazing. Yeah, you definitely got your ass kicked in these. <laughs> I mean, as far as just physical pain, it seems like it doesn't seem like. Oh yeah, Rob and I played rough. It was very physical. Ooh. Did you ever get like legitimately pissed? Like you're like, come on, man, what the fuck? That spot. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> it was like getting kicked in the face. Or, wow. One time he uh, about pushed my eyeball to the back of my skull with some jumping reverse thrust kick, and his heel just dug right into my socket. And I, he actually, I think, broke my orbital bone that night because when I got in the shower, I went to blow my nose, and my eyeball, my eye just swelled shut instantly. Oh, my God, bro. But, uh, yeah, I was a little upset because that was, like, in the first three minutes of the match. Jesus fucking Christ. How do you guys not have SAG after insurance? It's fucking bullshit. Because wrestling, well, here's the interesting part. 
everyone thinks it's all fake until you want insurance. And it's like, oh, no, you guys are too much of a liability. We right. can't do that. All right, this is where I think... Yeah. God damn, wow. dude. Listen to the crowd and watch Bill after. This is where you could kind of feel the heat rise, start rising in the building. I mean, I've my heat's been rising since the beginning of the match, but I... I... I mean, it's just the whole emotion of the match it, with the crowd. It just took a different turn. What a fucking spot! The thing is, like, look, they like. There's a lot of really great technical people in WWE, and they and they do variations of all this shit, but none of it like looks real. And I understand why, because they're wrestling so many days of the year. But all of this looks so fucking real, bro. It's crazy. Well, um, I was taught, you know, the moves are always evolving and changing. And, you know, there's a lot of fancy, twisty, flippy, floppy moves and stuff, but try and do it where it could actually happen so it doesn't look choreographed. Well, this definitely doesn't look choreographed. No, not in the slightest. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. Gary, favorite wrestlers growing up, and then as you got older, who were guys who just inspired you to work harder? Oh, I guess some of the favorites growing up was, like, uh, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, Bruiser Brody, yeah. um, The Crusher. I'm trying to think who else. Gosh, uh, I always like Jimmy Snuka. Yeah, there's just great. you know I can't pick one or two. I like so many different wrestlers because yeah, I right. when we got cable in the early '80s, then you could watch every territory in the country. Oh, I like this spot. This was one Rob and I came up with. I thought it worked out pretty good. Oh, oh my god! Holy shit! I think pretty good is a fucking understatement. Perfect. That was a perfect spot. God damn, Jerry. Who are the guys now that like? If you just pick the top five like people to watch out for, and maybe you know, I, I don't want to like go with like the fucking Kenny Omegas because everyone's gonna say that. But what do you? Th- who who are the top five like underrated dudes? That we're gonna oh, see gosh. like in three in like five years from now, we're gonna be like, oh, this is the next Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks or Seth Rollins or AJ Styles or you know you know pick a number. Oh well, Seth and AJ are already there. No, there are. <laughs> I, I, no, I mean, I mean the guys that are gonna get to that level. You oh, think within like five level? years? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I haven't done my homework enough recently. Right. I you know uh, I haven't seen enough recently. Yeah. yeah, well, I think Will Ospreay is definitely, and, uh... Oh, Jerry, we're gonna, oh, yeah, God we'll send damn. you... Whoa! Now, the crowd's fucking on fire, bro. Yeah, right before that, when I was climbing the corner, is when the crowd, the whole section of the crowd started chanting, new and show, and that's when they, they gave me the name. That's great. It was during this match, so that was cool, because I could never think of a weird wacky gimmick or a, <laughs> a showbiz name so it was cool that the fans gave me that name yeah what a perfect name yeah well I, who are you excited here's a here's a here's a different way to rephrase the question i asked you but who have you been like really excited to work with in aew now backstage as a coach well adam hangman page yeah and mjf yeah oh my god heel. that promo was unreal and, that, you know, there's a lot of other guys there I haven't had a chance to work with yet. But, you know, the best friends. Yeah. A lot of these guys, well, best friends, I've wrestled them both years and years ago. 
Yeah. Same with so uh, there's some of the guys on the roster I wrestled a long, long time ago. Even Kenny Omega I wrestled years and years ago up in Canada. Wow, I'd love so, to see that match. Probably on YouTube, right? Is it on YouTube or can you not find it? It may. I have no idea. But uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other guys under contract that I've wrestled. I can't remember. Damn, yeah. Every, oh, you actually, got, they're all in the palm of your hand right now. I'm sorry, what were you saying, Jerry? I'm trying to think. Even I didn't even realize it. Um, my last time up in was it my last time in Canada? No, the only time I tagged with Lance Storm up in Calgary. I forget the name of the team he wrestled, but I didn't realize until someone told me recently that one of the guys. Holy the shit! Sorry, Tyler Breeze. Oh really? Oh, that's yeah. very cool. You and Lance, man, that must have been a hell. That must have been a hell of a fucking tag team. It was the only time we did it. So. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> was it fun Take- working with Lance Storm? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a blast. Now, he and I, we worked so much together, we didn't even have to call anything. We could just go out and call. We didn't have to plan a thing except the finish and Uh, just go call it out in the ring. And he's pretty safe in the ring, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's uh, the first time I wrestled him, I actually, in ECW, I apologized to him after the match because. I was covering up on all of his kicks and stuff. And I told him afterwards, I said, I am so sorry for covering up for everything. I said, I'm used to working Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Did he get it? Oh, he knew. He understood. (laughs) And so there was one time a picture in a magazine of him giving me a super kick, and I'm feeding it, bent over with my chin sticking way out and my arms back like I'm a whooping crane. <laughs> and and Rob, and Rob just fucking loves that like hard style, huh? Yeah. He would he'd tell uh tell me to dump him on on his head with the German. He'd say, "Yeah, I got a flexible neck. Dump, you know, he's yeah, a dummy." Yeah, that's what you I'm just thinking did. To myself, perfect. You're not going to be saying that 15 years down the road. <laughs> right. I've got a flexible neck sounds like something that should be written on a tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> the that sounds like a Darwin Award. God, Joe, Joe, Joey Styles, what a fucking announcer, huh? You put you guys over like crazy. Oh, he was amazing. I mean, this is more fast-paced than even current Matt. I mean, yeah. this is just well, as fast-paced oh, as, like, Oh, my God, and the wow. fucking table doesn't break. God damn. That always reminds me of Botchamania. I, I mean, that's not a botch, though. That's just, like, painful. Yeah, like, it's just like, yeah, that's what happens when you hit a real table. <laughs> oh, yeah, those aren't fun when yeah. they don't break. Well, do they gimmick the tables at all? they break, either. Would they gimmick these tables at all? No. Fuck, dude. You don't want to go through them like butter and hit the concrete even harder. That's true. That's true. I didn't even think about that. So backstage, now that you guys are taking a well-deserved break on the ground here, who was, uh... Who was somebody like, who was your favorite person to hang out with in ECW backstage? And who was the person who were like, I'm genuinely scared of this person? Uh, well, Mikey and I always clicked. Well, I tried to get along with everybody, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But Mikey and I really clicked and we hung around a lot. And um, person I was scared of. Some days 
It was New Jack. <laughs> I knew that was and I got, I got along great with New Jack, and I love New Jack, but he'll even say that back then, you know, you didn't know which New Jack was going to show up. <laughs> yeah, I was on a podcast with him, and I feared for my life, so I can't imagine wrestling him. No, I love New Jack. God damn, even that, just taking that fucking clothesline, dude. Yeah, what minute yeah. mark are we at in this match? Dude, now? how are I mean, you not in a fucking rascal? It's crazy. Well, I have had two hip replacements, yeah. so... You have? You, yeah, had you were great when we six, saw you. We were so happy. Surgeries. Six surgeries, dude. And that must yeah. be tough, too, because they give you the pain meds, too, and then you're like, you gotta worry about that shit, you know? Well, I, you try and get off, I try and get off them as soon as I get home, if I can, if it's not, you know, too painful, because... I like to poop on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> you do yoga or anything to to keep yourself moving? Back well now I haven't, but I'm you know, I haven't been able to. I DDP even gave me his whole set. Oh, that's oh he did. Yeah. That's but awesome. At the time, I couldn't do it because I had no cartilage in my hip. So, oh my god. And can you do it now? I haven't started yet. All right, we're both going to do it. All three of us are going to do it. We just moved a few months ago, so I got I'm still in the process of unpacking everything. So I got to unpack everything, find it, and then I'll probably have to go buy a new DVD player. (laughs) We'll we'll rip it off the internet. (laughs) I'll find a way. So yeah, I'd like to start doing it, especially because I've had back surgery, and I've had people tell me that yoga is great after having a back surgery yeah that's what i've heard i've heard it like you know people who were basically walking over like hunchbacks are are now you know jogging down the street because of yoga it's so funny though like like hearing like like, i like how i say that as rob van damme's head is just like driven completely to the ground he spiked himself good oh like fuck man like i will say it's like It's like uh, it's so funny because like seeing these wrestlers do yoga now and they're like do able to do it. Like when I was in rehab, my friend who was a heroin addict, he couldn't do it, um, and it was just like, it was just like, I'm like he didn't do anything. He just was addicted to heroin, <laughs> you know. Like so, like to see a wrestler being able to do it is crazy. They calling them, they calling them. Jerry, you were a damn oh. beast. And, and so you got into shape, like, in high school or in, in middle school, you got into shape because you wanted to be a professional wrestler? No. I just fell into it. But in school, I did I did uh, gymnastics, soccer, basketball, wrestling, and track. And in the summer, I would do softball. Wow. But I wasn't one of the jocks. I hated the jocks. Because <laughs> I was always the geeky nerd who got picked on. Really? Really? But, so when did you yeah. become a damn monster? <laughs> but anytime, you know, anything I tried, I always did, you know, put my all into it. So I ended up lettering in five sports. But I wasn't, you know, good enough to get a scholarship anywhere. Was there a moment where, like, a bully then, like, fucked with you and you're like, oh, this is the wrong time, buddy, and you just schooled his ass? No. It was, I, after, after high school, I really... I don't. Never. No one ever really gave me any problems. Yeah. Like, if be friends, you know, uh, especially when I was doing a lot of the submissions training and shoot fighting. There's one guy I worked with, and whenever we go out and party, he's one of those guys who would 
get drunk and then want to challenge me. And I would tell him, no, I don't want, you know, I don't want to wrestle you or I don't want to fight you. And he just attacked me, just leg dive me or something. And, but, uh, within about 30 seconds, I'd have him tapping. So, <laughs> so you did well, kick you just, people's well, you asses. You just killed Rob just Van like, Dam. Yeah. <laughs> you were like the most, I, like, uh, like you're like, sweetest. you just explained to us. You're like, you're like, no, I never got any fights except for that guy. I tapped out every fucking party we went to. <laughs> well, it wasn't really a fight. He yeah. would just challenged me. <laughs> you seem so at peace. That's why I asked you the yoga question. It's like, oh, he's like physically fit, can kill a man, uh, but wouldn't hurt a fly. <laughs> well, I don't, and I, I really didn't want to ever i didn't like fighting to tell you the truth yeah. and there's been times where in a bar like oh what's going on here oh, oh. van daminator there baby go. there you go God, chair yeah. in the skull and like a real Nothing man like you asked for the extra five minutes <laughs> who was that? the asking for the five minutes thing was that was that an idea that you guys had or an idea that Heyman had Heyman. oh, oh that's here so- we go there's the uh, five-star gerbil squirter. God wow. damn it, dude. How far away was that? Best yeah, frog. Three-fourths across the ring. Wow. God damn, dude. And what Jerry, a hell of a match. The way you raised your your uh, your upper body up a little bit so when he came down, he really crushed you, it's the best. Dude, I got to say, like, <laughs> everyone, I, 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 you know, they I think arguably, you. like, Eddie Guerrero may be, like, all around a better wrestler than Rob Van Dam, but the frog splash five star. I don't think anybody had a better frog splash than Rob Van Dam. No, I can't think of one. No, I can't think it's of his anybody. It was, it was scary too. Yeah. Would I you... always, if I always hoped I was within earshot, cause I, if I was close enough to him, I'd always say, take care of me. And it would be a little lighter. Ah, oh, that's nice. Would you t- now? What, what do you do in that situation? You just tighten the su- you tighten your stomach, or how how does that work? I don't know. Pray. <laughs> pray. <laughs> now Rob's pray. got a he's got a black eye. Oh, I maybe. Maybe it seemed, for a while there, it seemed every other match, either he or I or both of us would get busted open hard way. Ooh. Well, I mean, this was the match that like I started like buying ACW pay per views. I started, like, buying Japanese death matches. Like, it actually really introduced me to, like, wrestling outside of uh, WWF and WCW. Well, I mean, WWE now. So, I mean, kudos, dude. What a fucking match. That's a fucking five-star match. What did Meltzer give you guys? I hope he gave you a fucking five stars. I hate star ratings. (laughs) (laughs) You tell how good a match is by how is the crowd reacting. Yeah, that's that, that's great. I mean, yeah, I, I would agree with you uh, for sure. Because it could be a comedy Gaga match, we'll give it. and you could have the crowd in the palm of your hand the whole match, and then blow the roof off the thing at the end of the match. So it could be any style of match. It just all depends on how the crowd is reacting. Yeah. And that's the object of the business is to get the crowd emotionally invested in your match. And and what what title did uh, RVD just drop to you right there? I mean, you just dropped RVD. I'm, he had it. I didn't win. Oh, it. he had it. Yeah, it looks was... like he went to hand it to you. Yeah, but well, the ref was going to award me it, and I said no. I didn't want to win it that way. I didn't want to win it that way, which is like. And I wish today. Sometimes I think I should have just took it and walked out. <laughs> you fucking deserved it, bro. Nah, I'm just kidding. No, it was what it's a match. A television title. God damn! When you got backstage, how many of the boys were just like, 
Holy shit, dude. You just tore the fucking they roof off the place. Out. <laughs> They're all passed out. They're all passed. It's ECW. Everybody's that passed. That was it. In ECW, everyone would watch the monitor, and when you come back, a lot of times, the, the boys would give you a standing ovation. Good. Oh, good. that's great. I love that. They should. Yeah, if any match is deserving of a standing wow, ovation. Wow, man. I mean, what a is, treat to fucking watch this with you. This is the wrestling well, I love, man. Well, we're going to shut well, this off. you guys but... liked it. Oh, it's terrific, man. It's terrific. If if somebody right now is listening to this podcast, like, would you put this in with this? Would you put this in your match in your top five, or would it not be there? Um, yeah, it's, it'd probably be one of the top moments in my career. This one, and you know, Hardcore Heaven, and I think one of my favorite matches, me and Robs, was actually at the arena in Philly. I think it was a TV taping, and. I had my ribs taped up, and I, the match was scheduled, but then they did a little swerve where they said I got jumped by the impact players and was sent to the hospital. And so I th- can't remember if it was Lance or Justin. Maybe it was Lance who was going to wrestle him instead. And then Justin hit the ring and interfered, and then I, I think maybe Rhino did and whatever, and then I came out and helped. And then as we Rob and I cleared the ring, I was leaving, and Rob grabbed the mic and challenged me. And so I turned around and we started wrestling. God damn. And man. that night, all the fans at first were, you know, they were at a fever pitch almost right off the bat for Rob. And we did a little spot where it was a real surprise spot because we didn't do any rearranging the furniture. And he just clotheslined me off the apron through the timekeeper's table without even moving the table or anything. And they were going to help, they were helping me to the back like I was done. And I pushed everyone off me and turned around, went back to the ring to finish the match. Then after that, the tide turned and they all started wanting to see. That's the night I think the fans really wanted me to win because they all started chanting Jerry. And and we had them on every false finish after that going home. And I'll never forget Rob after one of the kickouts, the crowd and the crowd was standing on their feet. The, the whole at least half the when I went back they were all on their feet the rest of the time and after kickouts you could see people with their hands on their heads and stuff and after one of them the crowd just bit hard on a false finish and Rob went he says to me he goes effing awesome and I said to Rob I go we got him and that those are the nights where it's the drug of the business it's right. where all the pieces of the puzzle come together and everything's just right. And you got the people in the palm of your hand and you take them on that emotional roller coaster ride. And those nights, it's you can't even get to sleep till 5.36 in the morning because of the rush. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like a fucking drug, man. Well, that's it what is. I'm doing that's tonight. That's the drug of the business. I'm going to watch that. Yeah, I think you meant comedy. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I have to say, it is, it is even with comedy. Like, if you do well, and, you know, I mean, like, it is harder to get to sleep afterwards. Oh, if, it's, it, if it's unbelievable, yeah, I'm looking at, like, 5.30 in the morning, I'll be up till. Yeah, yeah. but if you bomb, no problem. Oh, if I bomb, I'm, <laughs> I, I fall asleep at the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking if driving that car into a river. And then, you know... A half dozen drinks helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was the uh, what was uh, what is there a match since we just since we just watched a masterpiece? Uh, I'd love to know like what match did you think afterwards? You're like Jesus, we really stunk up the joint. Because as a comedian, I have a million examples of that. But oh, there's probably 
been a whole bunch. I can't think of any. Oh, oh, of course, a lot when I first started. Yeah. And then there's, I don't know, there's probably a whole bunch. Do you feel like you might get in the ring again? No, no. I had neck surgery. My neck's too bad. I found out probably the last three years I wrestled, I could have been paralyzed. Oh, my God. Three of my discs were completely flat, and I had stenosis, oh, gosh, all over the place. At least a half dozen different places, and one was, uh, what do they call it, central stenosis. It was, there was hardly any room for any spinal fluid around my spinal cord around one part of my neck. Oh and the, my God, dude. the surgeon, she's showing me the MRI and he says, see these two spots here? He says, you've bruised your spinal cord in these two places. And he says, see right here? And there is a dent in my spinal cord. And he says, oh you've damaged God. your spinal cord here. He says, I'm surprised you're doing as well as you are. And he says, you need to get this taken care of right away. He says, if you were to be in a car wreck or have a bad fall, you'd have some serious injuries. And what he really meant was I'd be paralyzed. Yeah. Do you become just like, I mean, not immune to the pain, but like when you're dealing with that much pain, do you just, no. like, ha, w- w- you're just like, okay, I'm just in pain all the time. That, oh yeah. And now, you know, I got arthritis everywhere, but you know, when you're injured like that and that, that really didn't getting that neck surgery didn't fix anything, but he, he said, I can't promise you'll get better. He says, but I can stop it from getting worse. So it really didn't fix anything. Because I have numbness down my right arm and my, oh my God, and dude. my hand and three of my fingers. And well, I constantly. almost wish this match wasn't as good now. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other, you know, surgeries where, like my lower back, I had ruptured a disc and a chunk of the disc was sitting on a nerve root coming off out of the spinal cord. And it was so painful. I couldn't stand up straight for months. Oh, my God. And... Bro. I almost lost the use of my left leg. My left thigh started to atrophy. Ah, oh, Jesus. So it, and then once I got the surgery, you took that little chunk of disc out, boom, the pain was gone. Well, Everything that's was good. Great. Man, that's good. I mean, now, and besides the arthritis, are you in, I mean, is there any, has the, the new hips okay? Hips are great. That's good. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, man, I would just say from now on, mini golf. <laughs> I'm great at putt putt. <laughs> yeah, I think I think putt putt is is where you should probably stay from records. God, God, God knows you fucking you definitely fucking filled that bump card. Holy shit! Oh yeah, I I went beyond. There was no I was I was putting check marks on the bump card where there shouldn't have been check marks at the end of the career. Yeah, I mean at this point, like how like how like during this match, how healthy were you like? How many years? Yeah. yeah, like like if you were a I doctor, have, how many years would you recommend yourself? You're not Jerry Wynn to keep wrestling after this match. Oh, probably when I look back, I, uh, financially, I think I should have quit after W after I had a really piss poor run in WWF. Yeah. And they fired me. Then I should have realized I wasn't going to make any money in the business. But I loved what I was doing. So, and it was hard to quit. And was, Jerry, because of that, you got a job now with AEW. You know, there's a reason you're there. It's because true, you are somebody true. that those guys I don't want to work in a warehouse the rest of my life. Yeah. That's true. It's funny. I'll be at work 
and I'll be thinking, and I'll tell people. I, I tell this one guy I work with a lot in my department. I said, I had big plans for my life, and I took a wrong turn somewhere. <laughs> And by wrong turn, you went through the wrong table. <laughs> um, I mean, did, I don't know. Did you? Uh, w- can you tell us a little bit about that WWE run? Was it just like one of these creative has nothing for you situations? Well, it was bad timing, and it was a little bit of everything. Yeah. Because uh, right after I got there, they bought WCW. Right. And so now they had twice as many guys as they needed, mm. and a lot of those guys were already built up superstars. Right. And I wasn't. So, and. So you're competing with like Booker T and Rob Van Dam and fucking everybody. Yeah. I mean, you had all the big guns. You had Holland Nash and Hogan, and then you had Taker and. The Rock and Austin. Was Hogan there then? I don't know. Hogan, I think, came like a year later because they had those AOL. Time Warner contracts. That's right. A lot of them had to wait for their contracts to run out. But still, you had a lot of big guns come from WCW right away. And so I'm sure I was just lost in the shuffle. And then they had me, you know, they put the light heavyweight title on me just for a very short time. And then I dropped it to Jeff Hardy. And then after that, they had me doing just time filler matches for their little weekend shows like Jacked or Metal or whatever they were called. Right and sometimes heat and then then after that i wasn't even doing those they were having me do dark matches with guys getting tryouts and i got hurt in one of those needed knee surgery and the doctor said well you'll be out six months and three months after my surgery johnny ace calls me and asks if i'm ready to come back and i said no the doctor said six months and a week later i got my walking papers in the mail oh fucking evil shit it was you know it was there's never a good timing for an injury in this did, business. I mean, did they pay for your knee surgery? Yeah, they paid for the surgery. But yeah. it was still... Uh, it was still... And I understood. You, I was very expendable. But it was just really crappy that I was in doing dark matches with guys getting tryouts. And these some of these guys should have still been in camp getting trained. Yeah, then you get hurt. So I don't even know how the heck they were getting tryouts. Right. Yeah. So I just it, it just put a bad taste in my mouth for a while. I just felt like you know you put me in a dangerous work environment. I got hurt and then you fired me. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But you know it is what it is. Well, man, you know I'm I'm glad you're doing better now, and you know it's it's horrible to hear that. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ, man! Did you see the John Oliver piece, the last week tonight piece? No, I didn't. You should check it out. I mean, I think it's pretty good. It's something like, you know, as a fan, it's kind of stuff that I knew already. And as as a wrestler, I'm sure it's something. But it's basically, you know, it's because he's a he's actually a big wrestling fan. He like loves McFoley. And but, you know, he he go, he kind of goes after that, you know, especially the WWE, you know, labeling these guys as independent contractors. But they're not really independent contractors because they can't work with anybody else. And then they leave and they have all these injuries and there's no, you know, well, health, yeah, that's health been fun. a big big thing that the wrestlers have always hated i mean how can we be an independent contractor and then you tell us we can't work for anyone else yeah it just contradicts itself seems illegal yeah it seems it's just it's just a weird thing if you don't give somebody health insurance then okay let them work other places well yeah and every other professional sport or professional entertainment um however you want to say it hollywood tv whatever they all have benefits 
they have health benefits. Yeah. They have a retirement, a pension, you know, something. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, so I, you say this now. But the it's problem like, is, I'm sorry. you'll never get the boys to band together to do it because the top dozen or so or two dozen who are making great money won't, you know, that'll be, if they band together and have everyone paid at more of an even keel, then that's money out of the top guys' pockets. Mm. Well, that was the whole controversy with Hogan and Ventura and Piper organizing yeah. the union and yeah. Hogan breaking it, right? Right. So you'll never get the boys to band together. And then and there's always, there's not very many positions to make a living at this sport. I still like to call it a sport because you have to be an athlete to do it. It's definitely a sport. But there's not very many positions to actually make a living at it, and there's probably 100,000 people trying to get those. And there's so many who are willing to go there for next to nothing. Well, yeah, and then you see like somebody like – scale for everybody. You know, somebody who I would actually consider, you know, somebody who I I think has a ton of potential in the WWE is just like kind of – criminally misused him and he actually reminds me of you a little bit as like chad gable who was a guy who's around like 200 pounds you know this was last week guys we were recording this a week before this is this is sent out but he's doing this weird gimmick now he's at 205 live where you know it's really hard for anybody to get over in 205 live i mean the closest we've probably seen has been you know Pac or at the time neville and enzo but enzo was already over before that so it's like it, it, it's just kind of tough for these guys to fucking get over, man. When there's just well, it's it's how the promoter wants to use you. Yeah, it's not really it's not just up to the guy to get over either, because the promoter is the one who determines who his stars are going to be. Million percent agree. Yeah, that and especially now with everything so scripted, which I think is the big complaint from that Johnny Moxley. Uh, shoot interview on on Jericho and then on WrestleTorch is that it's it's now with how scripted it is it's really impossible to get over unless you're really great at delivering a scripted promo which that means what that's like Samoa Joe and Paul Heyman well I mean, a lot of it is too is how tight you are with the office and how in you are with the company because some guys will get away with being able to you know stray off the script and do say the bullet points like they would say. It themselves, then it comes off more believable. Well, so I, it depends. You know, there's, there's a lot of politics and stuff behind the scenes that go into it too. Yeah. Well, on to, on to a um, on to uh, on to um, more uh, po- uh, uh, positive things. <laughs> I don't uh, what, do you fo- what, what do you I look just, forward to with and, AEW this year? Oh, that, I'm. That's what's really exciting about the business now. Yeah, AAW, and I always said it's gonna, you know, take someone with a lot of money because it's a tough gig, you know, and it's turned into a multi-billion-dollar worldwide industry. Right, and it's very exciting, and it, it's great for the guys because this is the first time in since what? When did they buy WCW? So it's the first time in almost twenty years where the boys have bargaining leverage. Yeah. So for the last almost two decades, it's been here it is, take it or leave it. Yeah, everybody's going to be making more money now. Yeah, competition's great for business. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for doing the podcast. A terrific guest, and what what a fucking match. Uh, great guy, too. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Oh, well, we have our podcast, Front Row Material, me and Mikey Whipwreck. With our co-host Mike Freeland. Oh hell yeah! 
And what else? Well, I got coming up here on June 21st. I will be in Long Island for NYWC. They're inducting me into their Hall of Fame. Oh, congratulations, man. Yeah, thanks. That was one of the indies I worked regularly for for a couple years. That's where I wrestled a lot of the – that's where Mikey wrestled a lot, and he got me in there, and he trained a lot of the guys like uh, Tony Neese and – um, that guy's great. Zach and Zach Ryder and uh, his partner. Um, I always want to call Hawkins. him by his real name. Kurt What's Hawkins. His... Pardon? Kurt Hawkins? Yes. I always want to call him by his real name because WWE always gives people <laughs> different names. Uh, but, right, right. Yeah, yeah I so wrestled annoying. a lot of the. I wrestled there for probably a couple of years every month. So it's. I'm very honored that they want to induct me into their Hall of Fame. You well, belong you in all of them, Jerry. Deserve it. You belong in all of them. I was a, expressed the same sentiment as Scott. Thank you. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate oh, having you on. My pleasure. And don't forget, we got All Elite's going to be in Daytona. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, man. Okay, is this the one that's free, too? They say the next one's free. Yeah, Firefest so. is, Fire is free. Fest? Yep, Firefest. Yeah, Fire so I will Fest. definitely watch it because free is my favorite price. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I'm really uh, excited I, about All Elite because... I think, well, I always say I think they're going to change the industry. I think they already have started. Oh, I think, yeah, I think I think definitely um, the throne has been shook, not to, you know, call back that segment. Um, but uh, thank you, bro. Thank you, Jerry. It's, it's a pleasure, and uh, thank you for everything you've done for the business, and thank you for doing our show. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thanks, right. Jerry. Have a good Talk one. soon. We are just back from talking to Jerry Lynn. What a legend. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> such no. a sweetheart, man. I, I'm, I'm sweetheart. excited for him in AEW. Yeah, I hope he fucking... Uh, I hope they pay him millions and millions of dollars and he yes. dies on an island. Yeah, like in 50 years. By his choice, yeah. By his choice. Let's not, let's not just throw him on an island and kill him. <laughs> Scott, Jesus Christ. The guy just <laughs> talked about like fucking almost dying in the ring. Um not almost dying in the ring, but Jesus. Um, so we are going to finish this podcast up. Now, uh, full disclosure, we recorded this a week before Stomping Grounds. Like, this is the, what date is it today? It's June 12th. So we're going to do Stomping Ground predictions, but we haven't seen the newest Raw. We haven't seen the newest SmackDown, and we don't know the events of the week. So everyone's like, the match got fucking changed or Whatever, go, go fuck like, yourself. Yeah, blame okay. booking, not us, blame okay? Blame not us, You should have okay? your goddamn matches figured out a couple weeks in advance. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. Your ticket sales for this are like... Really? All right, so what I've heard, I haven't confirmed this, but fuck it, we're going to confirm it. Who are we? <laughs> what I've heard is I mean, right they've now... they've lied enough about attendance. I've heard you can call the arena right now, and they have a deal, buy one ticket, get one ticket free. That's how bad they're doing. Nobody is going to see this. It's well, like it's, it's, it's like a, the first couple rows and then scattered every like even in the hundreds, like scattered. Well, it's a bunch of rematches from the Saudi card. Also, it's called Stomping Ground. No Where one is, is familiar it? Where with is it this. Again? I don't know. Let's look at I'll look it up. The uh I actually don't mind the name Stomping Ground. The symbol is a is like a I mean, Timberland it's boot. Than, it's better than Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, sure. But come on. What the hell? All right, I'm gonna find out where it is right now. I'm trying to think of like what's the worst WWE pay per view names. And Great Balls no, of Great Fire. No, Great Balls of Fire is the worst. It's is the worst. the worst. It's the worst. Yeah, for sure. And there's got to be some other ones. Capital Punishment. 
All right. I guess no, I like that. Zach, Zach, disagree. You disagree with that. Hey, this you think isn't stomping a grounds podcast, is, man. You think stomping grounds is the second worst? No, I mean, look, if it was around, I'd go, oh, yeah, stomping grounds. It would just come up. I mean, like in anything. your house was so stupid. I mean, everything sounds kind of dumb. Right. WrestleMania is fucking silly. SummerSlam sounds it's, dumb. Yes, it's ingrained The in Royal us, Rumble sounds dumb. But Stomping Grounds, their logo is a fucking boot. It's the ugliest logo you've ever seen. It is. It looks like a, it, a it looks like a tough enough promo. Yeah, the card is fucking abysmal. The, yeah, remember they used to have like it looks like a commercial for a product they promote. Right. It's uh Looks like an energy drink. Boots and shoes with an attitude. Remember that? <laughs> Every fucking Monday. Okay, let's go. First, we're going to start out with the matches that are probably going to be on the card, <laughs> uh, but they haven't been announced yet. At this current time, they haven't been announced yet. I'm sure at least two of these will be on the card. Um, Andrade versus Finn Balor, which I don't think is going to be the match of the night, but maybe the second best match of the night. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn on match this. of the night, man. Andrade is so I, good. Andrade is so good. Balor is great. Balor's in the great. Ring. Balor's great. I'm torn on like who I want to see win, who I think is gonna win. I, th- I this one is a real toss up for me. Um, obviously, first off, like uh, you know, prayers and condolences to Andrade's family. His mom just died. Um, not that anyone in his family is gonna listen to this fucking podcast, but um, I, I I do think that. <sighs> I think the title's got to stay on Balor for the title to mean something, but I think Andrade's the guy to take the title off Balor. That's the thing. I think Andrade will elevate the title, and Balor's just not doing it, or they're not allowing him to do it. I don't know you what it give is it with Balor. You give it to Andrade. Dude, Balor seems like he collects a check every week. It, really? It's, it's kind of a bummer. I mean... He still puts on a help. I remember his match with Roman Reigns after SummerSlam was terrific. Yeah, there's just he something. He still puts on good matches, dude. I, well, then I'm then I'm blaming booking. There's, I mean, his character is great. I do great. not know the who Demon Finn Balor thing is, is. Is is very bizarre. Yeah. No, and I, I would love it. He's if like they he's made like the demon or like a guy everyone wants to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody, guys and girls. I'll <laughs> All fuck right, you, Finn Balor. <laughs> SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Planet's Tag Team Champions. Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. This is going to be <laughs> so much fun. You think it's going to be a lot of fun? Oh, absolutely. Just Actually, Daniel yeah. Bryan standing in the ring watching that motherfucker do the worm. <laughs> it's going to be great. You know, it is good, and he's not going to kill himself, and he's going to. And Bryan's also been really good with like the haha spots. Dude, Bryan is so good not at comedy. He's so good at comedy within wrestling. This match is going to be so much fun. Bryan and Rowan have to win, right? Yes, Heavy machinery yes, yes. aren't over enough yet. Usos versus The Revival. I think The Revival will win just because they're going to make... I think the, the Usos will just win on a Raw. Yeah, I I'm actually predicting they win on uh, the Raw before Stomping Ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so much they so, pass uh, around. So tag the team champions Uso is going against the Revival. <laughs> uh, Bailey versus uh, Alexa Bliss. I think uh, this is gonna this be. This program's been not bad. I think it's gonna be a good match. I think they both have a lot to prove. I think they're. I think Bailey Alexa's is someone still not terrific in the ring, and, and she's injury prone. But yeah, she's but like people love Alexa. The best on the, she's one of the best on the mic in the company. Yeah. Like, I was excited. I still think they could have, like, really saved a lot of the ratings if they had given her the general promoter position and not Baron Corbin, you know, a year back or whenever the fuck that was. But, you know, Corbin's got to wear that suit because he's fucking sloppy. I mean, Bailey's got to win, right? You can't put on Alexa Bailey has to win, and Bailey has to kind of tear the house down with Alexa Bliss. I mean, Bailey was so great in NXT, 
And then when she showed up on the main roster, it's Dude, just... People are cheering for a lot Alexis of fumbles, still. man. She's yeah. got a cool theme music. She's great on the mic. Um, you see what they're doing with Alexa, like lying and saying Bailey was a problem in NXT. Yeah. Complete playoff of uh, Cody's comments. Right. Absolutely. Well, you know, what would be really interesting is if like, because we, we're waiting for the same fucking shit with Nia Jax and Mickey James where... Like, you know, like Alex is the bully and it's proven she's the bully. And then Nikki Cross comes back. It would be a great swerve to have Nikki cost Alexa and join with Bailey and have yeah, Bailey be a heel champ. Bailey, Bailey's it. Try her as a heel. Try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Oh, yeah. Sure. Honestly, because I, I it's it's I'm saying, yeah, sure, because I just don't. I don't think I care what happens with her. I, I want to see her win just like Charlotte won and Becky won. And I, I, I put her up there with them. I really do. It's yeah. just she hasn't been able to show it. So whatever is going to allow us to see what Bailey's capable of, that's what I'm going for. And, yeah, I guess maybe as a face it's not working. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you go. Yeah, I don't mind that nine ninety nine. It's gonna be Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre should be like killing everybody. By the way, it's it, well, he's one of the best at scripted promos. He's, he's so exactly good. what they want. It's like, look, it's not mind blowing, but he's giving these generic fucking promos yeah. they give and he him. He looks better than everybody. Looks better than a, everybody he's a else. Damn good wrestler. I think. I honestly think that Roman is gonna. Dr- I think. I think Drew's gonna win just because they had. They had Roman win at Mania, and they won. I still think that they. I mean, if you fucking if you job at Drew now, it's like how does he come back? At that point, you're he's in the U.S. title picture, right? Well, and also I guess if Roman wins, he's not really beating Drew. He's beating Shane. You know, who's the top heel in the company right now, for which, better or worse? Ew. Yeah, you. There's a lot of art. You know, it's it's really weird. It's really bizarre. And, you know, I think it was. I think it was. And bri- that's definitely a Vince decision because apparently. You know, and I'm only going on the dirt sheets and some of what I've heard backstage, but Shane has, like, no power. He's got, like, no sway at all. Really? Yeah, so it's not like he's not jockeying for that position. Yeah. Well, also, and I think it was Brian Alvarez. I was listening to him this week, and he brought up Shane. He kind of brought up a great point. He's like, he should be a very good wrestler, and he's not. He's great at taking bumps and stuff, but he's been in this forever, and he's been wrestling since he was, like, a teenager. He was getting whacked with Kendo. Like. But he should be 42, dude. He should be more capable, though. I don't think he's capable of putting on a, a good match. I mean, match. I think he's had a lot of good matches. That match at AJ Styles at WrestleMania 33 it's was AJ. fucking great. The Miz match was good. It's Miz a lot of spots, though. Good. He's great at spots. Van- just... Vance and him was great. I think that was a spot fest. That was at WrestleMania Ooh, 17. Okay. Well, maybe I I'm think a he's jerk pretty off. good, man. I mean, he, you know, he, he, when he was in those Survivor Series matches, all spots, but it was it was good. Um. <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Another rematch from Money in the Bank. Lacey ain't um, ready. Man, you know, I feel bad for her because I think... Actually, people complain she's not ready in the ring. I think she's pretty good in the ring. Like, I, I know she botches some spots, but, you know, I, th- I think she's I think she's good in the ring. I think it sucks because, you know, she she's a very similar look to Charlotte Flair, and Charlotte's the best in-ring talent they have uh, on the on the women's side maybe in the men's side you know maybe just in general um but you know there's just something about yeah man i hate to say this because i I hate being the pessimist with wwe because you know i've been a wwe fan my whole fucking life and i've put 
And I hate to just agree with the trolls and I hate to be like the total effing Mark guy and agree with our friends who are who are down on the product, but she has lost her heat since she's become champ. Yeah, and, and how do you save it, too? I literally can't come up with a way to save it. You take the title off of her, it's too soon. It's too soon to take the title it's off awkward. her. Like, I think you got to look back on that. I think that... I think she needs to ease up on run. Twitter. Uh, the thing is, it's like, when you don't have shit and you're talking shit, there's something exciting about it. And there's some, you know, she's the underdog, she's yeah. this. And now you're talking shit and you got the title. You had two titles. So it just comes off like, and you're attacking people who aren't on the rock. You know, you're arguing with Edge and shit. It just and comes off fucking like, weird. I'm also wondering too, like, and also like Edge is much more of a proven champion than her as far as like. Oh yeah, he's a man. Carrying the more. <laughs> I didn't say Shut that. Shut up, Dan. Uh, <laughs> did not say that. Uh, <laughs> but, but, cook, cook, cook patrol. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you're, um. Say first off, save some of that Twitter stuff for on screen. Like do all that nasty shit on screen, and and, and then he did this thing now where they're acknowledging the Seth Rollins relationship. So it's kind of weird to have her be like this really great girlfriend backstage and checking in on him all the time when she's supposed to be this badass. Yeah, and the man. I think she. I love Becky, man. She's the best thing of two. I think she's like she had she had the coolest run in 2018 from like SummerSlam. On to Survivor Series. I don't think there was a cooler run than that. I agree. I think what they need to do is she needs to go, look, you see how I talk on Twitter. I want to talk like that here. They won't let me. They need to start, like, cutting her mic. Well, that they need was... to do a punk thing. They need to start cutting her mic. That's a she great idea. She needs to be, idea. like, this outlaw who's saying, because that's what she's doing on Twitter anyway. Do it on television. Yeah, people will fucking love it. That's why they. That's why she went over at SummerSlam. That's why people went so ape shit for them. Yeah, that's a great They're trying to shut me up. Idea. Matter of fact, she should like delete her Twitter, and it should be like a "they made me delete my Twitter." I that's mean, great. at some point, but that's what it needs to oh. be. And, uh, otherwise, what the fuck are you gonna do with her? I love that. Yeah, Thanks, have man. her fucking held down. If you can't, you know, have her hold down by fucking you know WWE creative or something. Yeah, but again, then I don't not, want again, a not authority. I don't want. I don't, I don't want, want a fucking McMahon. McMahon I don't want a McMahon out. thing. No. I want it to be like like just the amorphous company, the fucking stockholders or. Yep. Some bullshit like that. Like, have there's no reason she sh- she's terrific on the mic. She's good in the ring. She was over like fucking Rover last year. It shouldn't be rocket science to get her back. I disagree that there's no way to get her back. You can get get her back. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I don't think I don't think that that's impossible. Um, I'm gonna say I have no idea what's gonna be going on in the U.S. title picture. So it looks like that they I mean they had a big schmaz last Joe week. Verse. Maybe Joe and Braun. And then what? You just put it on Braun. Who cares yeah. about the U.S. title? Not to again echo Pritchard, but like the intercut. I really still think also something about a guy like Braun. It's like he should only be going for the heavyweight title. That is true. And, and I think that the U.S. and fuck, they should combine the U.S. and Intercontinental titles. Yeah, they've done be that before. Have a ladder title. match where they're all fucking scrambling for it, and then you're gonna really get one of those belts over. Um, last two matches. I guess we'll end with the main event. So, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage for the Kofi WWE Championship. And you know what? It'll, Kofi be, wins. it'll be a fun match. And it could be a fun match. I think it could be a lot more fun if they put Kevin Owens in it, a triple threat steel cage match, because there's a lot more. There's like a fun thing of like two people fighting and seeing somebody else try to leave the cage. Yeah. Like sometimes fun. triple tag matches, I mean, triple threat matches don't work. I hate, hate, hate triple tag team matches. Yeah. I don't fucking understand. But within a cage. What the point? But with really a cage, cool. there's, there's a lot. 
that could happen there. And I think could it would be very cool. Yeah. Could be very cool and have a fucking main event, have them tear down the fucking house. Yeah. But they won't because the main event will be Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin for the Universal Championship with a special guest referee. At first, I thought it was going to be Sami Zayn, um, but I guess that, uh, you know, I misunderstood the promo. You know, people were hinting that it's going to be Brock Lesnar. People were hinting it's going to be Paul Heyman. I, 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 I don't really know. I don't know if I care. I mean, who would be an interesting Lesner special would be, guest referee? Lesnar would be fun. Lesnar would be kind of fun. Oh, it would be it, it would be so much fun. I mean, you're you're in it, and you could cash in at any moment, and you're the ref. That is kind of fun. I mean, and also, how does that work? Like, can he just lay in a guy and count the pin? He's the ref. How does how does? Well, he could wait till they're both. Can like, he be ref he and re- wrestler? Could, I mean, he could wait until they both have a spot where they're um like you know like totally fucking and just on lay the on floor, top of one of them, cash it in, and then put his fingers on both of them. Yeah. One, two, three. That's great. I love that. Yeah, fucking. it'll piss off a lot of people, which, hey, we're doing that. Well, I, here's the thing where I'm going to agree with, like, I'm going to disagree with the Twitter trolls. I do think the idea of Brock cashing in at any time is a fun angle. It's so great because he's a legitimate. The thing with Brock Lesnar cashing in is anytime he cashes in, he will win. Like, that's the idea. Everybody yeah. else, it was like, oh, maybe he'll win. This is, no, this person is a freak. And now he has this thing. It's such a cool advantage. Yeah, it's like Thanos it's so with fun. the fucking with all the stones. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to see. And uh, the tripping thing was was corny as hell, but I get it. I get it. You don't want to have that happen. Well, now it's like I mean, like you know, Brock wasn't on, and part of it was the NBA Finals last week. By the time you're hearing it, but Raw had some of the worst numbers it's had in forever. Um, and part of that was like there was the finals game between the fucking Warriors and Raptors was like off the hook, but. Um, yeah, I, I just don't – I mean, I, I, I don't know what else you have to tune in to Raw if it's not Lesnar's – the threat of Lesnar cashing it in. So if Lesnar's the ref, though, then how do you fucking program Raw for the next six months? I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the worst would be Shane. What if they did Shane? Wouldn't make any sense to me. But that's, that's something they could do. Yeah, they could, sure. They could do Shane. Uh. Or Stephanie. Hmm. Like, do a McMahon thing? Yeah, who could it possibly be? Heyman could be fun. Heyman could be fun, but I think you're going to get, like, just more of kind of what we saw with Sami Zayn as a ref. Like, it's going to be the the typical chicken shit ref. Yeah. With Lesnar being a ref, it, like, adds a danger to it. I think think you just answered it. What if it's Kenny Omega? (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, you're right. I think Lesnar needs to hold that... uh, contract for a little longer because it does come off like must see tv i mean apparently that's not true because well, the ratings went up like they did okay they, yeah he, and then they advertised the finals, that he was and, on it yeah, when they true. advertised he was on it the week beforehand the ratings well then they up. need to start paying him more than they are now which, which is, i know like, i know but off. he needs to be on every week and he, dude he's he the needs, real deal everyone he needs to, he needs to th- i agree I, I think he's the shit but he needs to be there every week teasing he's not goldberg people were like like always oh, just like a big oh dude. no i think no. he's phenomenal and he was phenomenal the mo- i remember the moment he did oh when he did i remember the next day at school talking to my friends about i mean he didn't look like anybody else at the moment right he was it was a crazy monster all right well we wrap this episode <laughs> up um let's do the plugs zach what do you got uh, uh if you guys want to follow me at uh Pack Fools, just subscribe to my YouTube channel, Pack Fools on YouTube. We do podcasts, comedy skits, and all that stuff. Thanks.
Whoa, a little bit of toot at the end of that. Scotty Chaps. Uh, Follow me, Scott underscore Chaplin, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you check my Instagram stories every day, I post my shows. Um, Every week. Guys, this is coming out on June 20th. It's a Thursday. So uh, I'm going to be at the Punchline in San Francisco. There's plenty of tickets still available. Um, Please come and see me. I really need you guys to come the love of God. to the show. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to plug this week. Just come to see me at the fucking San Francisco Punchline. I'm going up against Clusterfest. I got a lot of competition. Are you serious? Yeah, Clusterfest is also going on. Holy shit. That's kind of cool, man. You're doing, like, the Stanhope thing. Oh, when he does the... Just yeah. for spite? Yeah, yeah. Except accidental. And- <laughs> except, ex- yeah, except not nearly as cool. Um, so, yeah, please, please check me out. I need it. Um, and if uh, you tell me, uh, and if, hey, look, if you come and you uh, bring your phone and you subscribe to the podcast in front of me, I'll give you my CD for $5 instead of $10. Wow, that is a deal. <laughs> I am totally effing marking out right now. <laughs> All right, fuck you, Scott. Have a good one. Hey, everybody, I forgot to promote this on the old podcast, uh, but I just wanted to tell you that I will be at the uh, WWE Monday Night Raw watch party at the Dave and Buster's in Hollywood on June 24th. I'll be selling my albums there. Uh, it's also it's going to be hosted by Combat Arts EDU. That's CAPE. Uh, they're real fun organization they they put they put a lot of meetups on for pay-per-views or or uh pay-per-views or or raws um so yeah check it out man have a good one